UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And today we're going to talk about Michigan's 35-10 victory over Maryland and talk about the upcoming game versus Wisconsin. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? Well, I was happy that Michigan won it. Harbaugh was very happy uh, about that because he said it was one of the best games that Michigan has played this year. Uh, I was a little worried about the turnaround that happened in the third quarter when uh, for 11 minutes, Maryland, uh, uh, the Terps, controlled the football, scored a touchdown and a field goal in that quarter, and uh, they took the Wolverines to school after the half. But other than that, for three quarters, the Wolverines were very good. Um, they put up four touchdowns in the first half, which is good, and they had a good goal line stand. So there was a lot of good along with a little smattering of some stuff that wasn't so good. It boggles my mind that Michigan never plays a full 60 minutes of beautiful football. They always struggle here and there for a quarter or four halves, or in one half, not the other. It, it's uh, They're not a well-oiled machine yet. Maybe it's an experience. Well, at this point in the season, and even with the quarterback change, He's been in enough that I think you would expect the machine to be running a little better. You know, it's it's interesting because, like you said, for a half, this is the team I think we've expected for most of the season. I I do think that when you peel back and look at it closely, and I would say this about the Minnesota game too, you know, I don't know if it's a mirage or not. Let's be honest. Um, Maryland is not a great team. You know, they've gone through a number of quarterbacks. They they aren't nearly as deep as Michigan. So uh, injuries for a team like that uh, pose a bigger challenge. And, you know, looking back, even though Minnesota had an interesting win over Iowa this week, they're still not a great team. So I think you want to look at how well Michigan played. You want to be excited about it. They definitely took care of business. But like you said, they kind of disappeared for most of the second half. And, you know, there are some, there are some real concerns. I mean, Karan Higdon went out with an injury, falling just short of 100 yards, uh, total yards. So, um, you know, you got to wonder about that heading into the Wisconsin game. Um, as great as Brandon Peters has looked, he really hasn't had a lot of success throwing the ball downfield. And I think that's going to be critical against Wisconsin. So again, you look at this, you know, and not to mention the kicking game, which is which is just a mess right now, um, you know. So I, I I really, you know, you had that terse exchange captured on the sideline, and you know, I really have to wonder how long until we see somebody else get a chance to kick, to kick field goals and extra points. Um, uh, again, kind of interesting there. So. Listen, it's great to be on a winning streak, but the reality is we will know how good this team really is over the next two weeks. And and, there are, and if they can't pass the football, they aren't going to run the football. 
because Wisconsin is geared to stop the run. They got big people. They got fast people. They got good linebackers. They will stop or give us a hard time with the run if we don't have any play action passing or we don't have anything thrown down. down. We've got to be more than one-dimensional. You're not going to line up and ram the ball down their throats. You're going to have to do something to uh, um, get those linebackers out of the box, get people back out of the box, the safeties out of the box, corners, so forth and so on. So if Michigan's one-dimensional, they're going to get their butt wet. But if they can produce a bona fide passing game, say 150 yards passing, then Michigan could very well win it. And a lot always depends on luck, too. What are special teams going to do? You're going to block a punt. You're going to get some interceptions. And that's one thing Wisconsin does very well, is intercept football and run it back in for six. So the things we can take away from the game, Michigan has at times not played well on the road late in the season. They went into Maryland and, again, took care of business, totally controlled the game, game never in doubt. But again, like you know, like you said, what's going on with the special teams? And coming into this season, just looking before we actually saw the teams on the field, just looking at schemes, I thought that Wisconsin posed the biggest challenge for our defense. Um, Absolutely. The way that they block, the way the way they are conservative, conservative, the way they methodically move down the field. I really thought that Wisconsin was going to be the toughest challenge for our defense, um, regardless of how the offense was performing. So, looking at this, I think that the defense has has really come together. Um, Again, the defense is as good as advertised, with the exception of that blowout against Penn State, where pretty much everything hit the fan. The defense has shown itself... To be stout and to, and to be up to the task. The question is, how good is our offense? And, and, and again, I really don't know. I mean, on one hand, you really want to look at um, how we've been able to run the ball. The offensive line seems to be coming together. But again, you're talking about Minnesota and, and, and Maryland. You should you should beat those teams. And and we saw what happened last year. I mean, really, I think the next two games are a real measuring stick on on where the program is. Because last year, Michigan did not do well uh, with much higher stakes, with much higher things uh, at stake and and much a bigger challenge. Um, So now, you know, last year they they were competing for a Big Ten championship. Last year's season they were, you know, possibly in the college football playoff mix. Now, you know, with basically no chance of winning the Big Ten, okay, we, you know, let's just put that out there. Um, the next two games are really a referendum on on where the program is. Um, you know, if if you go, if you lose the next two games, there's no way that I think you can feel real good about things. I mean, think back to Harbaugh's first year. Um, you know, headed into the, the last game, Ohio State at home, and Ohio State allegedly had nothing to play for. 
Um, and, and, and Michigan still technically was in the mix for the Big Ten. I mean, some things had to happen, but Michigan came into that last game in Harbaugh's first season uh, playing at home with, with, with everything on, on the table, you know, theoretically had a chance to still sneak into the Big Ten championship, and Ohio State came in and put a beating on them. I mean, the game was over by halftime. Um, you look at last well, season. He, he still needs a signature win, and he hasn't had it. And that's the they point. And Andy, that's the point. I mean, last season you had you had a chance to, to beat Iowa and, and be in a really good position for the Big Ten Championship. You, you lost against Iowa. And then you lost versus Ohio State on the road in overtime. So heading into this game versus Wisconsin, what are you hoping to see, Andy? Well, I'm hoping to see Michigan come out and play a good game the whole game. I want to see them fight. I want to see them have a decent offense and accomplish some things and not be a laughing stock. I want to see them play hard, and I think they will. The injury situation bothers me a little bit. They've got a lot of guys that are ding, and when you've got people that are ding, they have a tendency to get hurt in a rough, tough game. And this is going to be a slam-bang, rough, tough game. This Wisconsin is not going to give up easy. Well, and again, they are riding high. Um, they are... They are on track to uh, win their division, head to the Big Ten Championship. And again, you know, they, they would like to uh, put a thump on Michigan while they can. So I think the thing that I'm looking for is I'm looking to see a solid performance on the road. And, you know, like you said, we've, we've talked over and over again. Harbaugh does not have a signature win. Um, you know, it, it, honestly, I have to tell you, if they could split these last two games, either one would qualify as a signature win for me. Um, you better I know that I would prefer, I would definitely prefer to beat Ohio State at home, but, uh, you know, I would take either. Um, it, it's just interesting because, on one hand, you're watching the offensive line, and it really, see, you know, I, I really want to believe that they're starting to come together and get things done. But Wisconsin will be the test. And it's interesting because, on you know, a couple weeks ago, you felt really good about the running game, at least as far as the depth. You know, you had Ty, Ty Isaac and then Karan Higdon kind of, of going back and forth. And then you had Chris Evans emerge. And, you know, then... Ty Isaac is out with, with no status. Karan Higginson's out. And as much as I like Chris, as a, Chris Evans as a, as a runner, I like Karan Higginson better. So, uh, you know, are, are we going to see Kareem Walker? Or, or You know, what's going to happen if Karan Higginson's out? You know, the rumor is that he may have a high ankle sprain, which... Which is a you know one of those one of those bugaboo injuries that sometimes can 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 take a long time to heal. Um, so I so I guess what I'd like to see is I would like to see us um, continue the run continue to run the ball with authority. I think that's you know I'd like to see that. I would like to see Brandon Peters complete a long pass. And 
Yeah, but it was also a lot of catching and running. I mean, and, and so here's the thing. In in the games he's played, can you think of a 60 or 70 yarder that, that, that went oh, no, he, he hasn't done that. He's missed on him. That may not be part of it. One thing that we haven't mentioned is the status of the wide receivers as a group. They contributed little or nothing to that win. It was all tight ends. It was all backs catching the ball. And uh, the, the passing game was tight ends and backs. And the receiver group that we put so much weight on at the first of the year is dinged up and just not coming along like they should at this time of the year. You know, and, and the thing about that is, it's, it's to me, it's a chicken or egg situation. Um, you know, when Spate went down, it did seem like our corn could go downfield. So it was a question of, okay, are they running the plays that he can be successful with? Um, does he not just have the arm? Does he not have the vision downfield? So Peters came in, and, and he was able to complete passes. And, you know, they're the, the bread and butter, the, the tight end across the middle, the, the tight end flares. And that's great. But it, I have this nagging thing that I really haven't seen him just go and, and put the ball 30 or 40 yards downfield. And I think if, you know, playing against a defense like Wisconsin's, I, I think you're going to need to do that. Um, so, so again, what I'm hoping to see is I'd like to see Michigan continue to run the ball. I would like to see a long pass, um, you know, in the first half to, to kind of show that they can do it. Um, and, and then I think you, you, you see where the chips fall. Um, but, again, it, it's really it's baffling to me. Um, and, again, perhaps, like you said, it's that the wide receivers aren't, aren't running patterns or aren't, aren't doing what they need to do. But uh, it's really kind of amazing at this point in the year that the uh, the uh, we have so many questions on offense, and you know you're heading into two undeniably big games, and right. and and there's going to be no question we will know you know and we've said this for a lot of the year. Well, it's just Air Force or it's just Cincinnati or it's this that or it's just the other. Um, you know, the undeniable test was Penn State, and Michigan failed. And they're heading on the road again for an undeniable test against Wisconsin. And then you have a whopper of a test right in your backyard for your final home game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this team responds. Um, again, Harbaugh seemed very pleased at, at, at you know the Maryland game, which, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's, it's weird for me because on one hand, um, you know, you saw Karan Hagen go out. You saw Rashawn Gary go down. You saw a few other players get dinged. And, and, and many came right back. But, again, I, you know, one of the things they, they always, you know, one of the conventional wis- wisdoms is that when you come out of a game like that, you don't want any injuries. Well, you had, you had your starting running back go out. So, it, to me, I was kind of puzzled to hear, you know, not that I want to hear Harbaugh crying, but I, I was, I, I don't know if I bought that he was pleased. I think he, you know, again, we will see. Um, 
you know, hopefully we'll get an update at his Monday press conference. And, you know, the, the good news is it's a noon game, so uh, the team will be, you know, fired up and ready to go. There will be no excuses that they were sitting around all day uh, waiting to see what could happen. Um, but, but again... So, you know what kind of weather is forecast for that game? Is it supposed to be a dry track? I hope. I'm hoping that it, that, uh, it won't be a monsoon again or snow or like that for it. I haven't looked it up yet, so I don't know right now, but I will know before game time. I think that makes a difference, too. I think that a fast track will help Michigan and hurt Wisconsin some. More than Michigan. Well, one thing we haven't mentioned, and it's a worry that we've had all year long, it's a legitimate worry, and that's pass pro by the offensive line. They haven't been stopping the twist. They've, too many people come free and hit Peters or whoever the quarterback is, and you're going to get a man hurt that way. And I'm sure Wisconsin will try to live with that, knowing that there is a vulnerability in Michigan and protecting their quarterback. So I think you might see a lot of blitzes. I don't, uh, I'm kind of afraid of that, that they're going to make life pretty tough for Peters if he has to drop back and pass a lot. Maybe they'll roll him out. He seems to be good when the pocket moves. He seems to do all right. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a test, and you're finally going to know how good Michigan is. If they can go play nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe with these people and deal out as much as they take or more, uh, they're going to be in there for Ohio State. But it's going to be a slugfest, and as I thought and you thought at the first of the year, that may be the toughest game they play all year. I think the frustrating thing is... Even, you know, it's frustrating to know that even if Michigan wins out, they're on the far edge of, of even having a chance for the Big Ten Championship. And really, they're, they're, even if they win out, there's, there's not a good chance of, of making the college football playoffs. Now, right. you always want to win out and then see what happens. I mean, you don't want to give up. But it's frustrating to know that um, even if you have two huge wins, that one of your main goals for the season to win the division um, is still out of reach. And, and, you know, I think they have to look back to that Michigan State loss because <clears throat> Michigan State, um, you know, has played, you know, played really well against Michigan and has showed themselves to not be a great team, you know, against some other teams. So yeah. I, I think that, that is, that's going to be something that's going to weigh on the team no matter what happens. You know, the Penn State loss, that's still a stinker. So, again, I think the thing that I'm looking at is if you had told me that, that at this point in year three we would not have beaten Ohio State, we would, we would only have beaten Michigan State once, and we would not have, you know, won the division or a Big Ten championship or even played in the, in the Big Ten championship, I think I'd be disappointed. And I think... Um, you know that's something that that you know we really need to think about heading into the into the off season. That that no matter how these last couple games end up, next season is is vitally important 
to to getting you know to getting those things done or to to putting yourself uh, in a position to to still be uh, in play at the end of the season. And I think that's the biggest disappointment. The biggest disappointment for me. Um, so it, it's one of those things where. Um, you know where I'm at is it's just disappointing to to kind of be on the outside looking in, and and I think that's that's my biggest disappointment right now, is that well Michigan has never been been to the Big Ten championship game uh, ever, in what's it been there five years or so, and my goodness you'd think by now that they would have had at least one one try whether they won that game or whether they lost it at least they would have been in it. You don't expect things to go so long without Michigan playing a part in it when it comes to Big Ten championships. So, oh, one one thing did you did you read where Brady Hoke is now the interim head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers? I did. You know, and the thing the thing about it is, you know, Brady wasn't completely successful here. Um, but but he was a good guy. You know, I, I wish him well. Absolutely. You know, and unfortunately, you know, his his first job, um, you know, the Oregon thing didn't work out. And and as as I, as great as it is to be interim head coach, you know, that's not really a, a great situation in Tennessee either. So no, no, it's not. It's going to be a lot of headaches. But anyway, he'll get a chance. He's getting a chance again. We'll see if he can do anything with it. I don't think that he, that interim coach, coaches are often overlooked and while they're hunting for somebody that's going to be better. The other coaching rumor that I've heard lately is, uh, again, they started up with the shouting about uh, Harbaugh going back to the NFL. Somebody in the NFL is raving now that he'll go to the Browns or to one of the other teams that's searching for a number one head coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yada, yada, yada. It, it's, yeah, funny. I don't. it's funny because, you know, there was a big push. So when we're talking about this, okay, what you always have to consider is where would he go, okay? And, and first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna dismiss all the rumors out of hand to begin with. But let's let's go through the exercise, okay? So there yeah. was a, there was a columnist in Chicago that made a case for Harbaugh to to come to Chicago. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not going to Chicago. Okay, and, absolutely and, not. And for the simple reason, look what happened in San Francisco. Came to a program that had a history of of success. Was not successful. He came in, got him back to the Super Bowl, and yet the problem was the ownership. And, okay, so if you look at Chicago, you have the same situation, okay? So first, the only way that Harbaugh will go back to the NFL is if he's in a position to be a combination coach, GM, team president. Now, maybe... He would go someplace if he was, you know, best buddies with the team president or the general manager. But honestly, the only place I could see him going, Andy, okay, and this is how crazy it would have to be, is Bill Belichick would have to retire 
And the Patriots' ownership would have to turn immediately to Jim Harbaugh and give him everything that Bill Belichick had. Okay? And, and first, Bill Belichick is not going anywhere. Okay? But, I mean, in my mind, that's the kind of opportunity that it would take for Harbaugh to leave. Yeah, you could teach him. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, look at the Browns. I mean, talk about a crap show, okay? I mean, so so it's one of those things. Listen, I can understand why um, teams would, would want them. I can understand. I mean, they can look at how things are in Michigan and think that he may be a little disgruntled or, or think maybe think maybe that this is a, a Nick Saban situation where when Saban went to the NFL and just did not do well, and wanted to go right back to college, you know, kind of the converse where um, Harbaugh went to the back to the the collegiate ranks and wanted to go back to the NFL. Okay, if there was a perfect situation, that would be the only way I think he would consider it. And, and you know, that situation doesn't exist right now. Um, you know, if, if anything, you know, one of the things that that I've heard from from people in his orbit is that that this struggle. It's probably one of the best things that could have happened to Michigan if they wanted to keep Harbaugh long term. You know, if he if he'd come in and won the Big Ten in, in year one or two and went to the national championship game, um, you know, it, it might have been too easy. He he might have started you know thinking, uh, oh, this is this is easy. I got this. I you know I can look how easy it is. Um, I don't see him coming back to Michigan, his alma mater, coming back to this area and not leaving after being successful. He will do what it needs to take. Um, you know, the other thing that's funny is there are rumors going around that, you know, that the athletic department is unhappy with him or that some alums are unhappy with him. Listen, nobody's going to fire Harbaugh. Harbaugh can fire anybody at the athletic department right now. Everybody's happy. Everybody's making money. And, again, it, it, it's just kind of, it's, it's frankly, I'll, I'll call it what it is. It's ludicrous. Yeah, actually, this is a year in which they lose so many players. It's not a good year to think it's the litmus test for his success. The way the calendar and the people have come and gone uh, didn't work out. You need some seniors. You need some leadership on that to, to get Big Ten championships. And next year, he's going to have experienced people of a quality that he has not had here before. And I think if they can get their offense in gear, get a system that's going to score them some points against everybody, against the better teams, he's going to have a fantastic year next year. You're going to want to stick around for it. As far as this year goes, whether or not they lose to Wisconsin or to Ohio State, I'll be sad and whatever. But no way do I want to throw Harbaugh out if he does miss in those two uh, battles coming up. Because they're both going to be tough. And both of those guys may overmatch the Wolverines. We don't know. Maybe they'll come up with a beautiful game both times. Who knows? You can't tell. That's why you play the game. But whatever happens, it's still who's got it better than us. There's a little bit of truth to that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. Go Blue. 
Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.